Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. It is great to be here. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Did the praise team do a great job or what? <laughs> Buddy on the guitar, I love it. Um, the violist old Fender, I love it. Uh, just love this church, love Pathway, and uh, this is also a bit of a sneaky opportunity for me uh, to uh, take a moment and brag on my pastor. Before I do that, uh, I want to thank Pastor Nathan so much. Uh, for the, the privilege to be here this morning and uh, to share with you. Um, it's remarkable, really. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm an RV salesman. <laughs> I sell RVs and uh, camper trailers. <laughs> I do. Uh, a little selfless plug here. Great Canadian RV, place you can trust for all your RV needs. Uh, <laughs> but when I started the job about six months ago, I thought, you know, this is a righteous path. This, I mean, this is a this is a godly vocation. I got to thinking that for thousands of years, God's people have lived in tents. <laughs> I like that. And I know that if I did what I'm doing now 2,000 years ago, I'd have the same conversations that I have with people today. Well, you know, the, we're, t- we're tired of having to send the tent up and tear it down and in the rain, and we want to get up off the ground. Can you help us with that? So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, putting God's people up off the ground. And, uh, <clears throat> I want to brag on Pastor Nate. Uh, tell you right now, um, consider this man uh, my pastor in these days. And uh, I so appreciate uh, his ability to lead this very, very healthy local expression of the body of Christ. You know, you know that healthy things grow? And what a thrill it is to be a part of something that's growing and to be led uh, by a person uh, who is, is so committed to that. Uh, yeah. And if Pastor Nate was standing here, uh, he would do exactly what I'm about to do now. Um, God, I give out uh, thanks and appreciation to the staff. We have, this, this church is blessed with a phenomenal staff. And, and I, I am so grateful for how you lead the pastoral staff team. Uh, what a blessing they are to us. Pastor Nate, um, I've came across this recently. Leaders want to be led well. And I love the fact that this, this church is filled with leaders. And you're doing a phenomenal job leading us. Thank you so much. Your, 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 your ability to give leadership, your vision for this community of Peterborough and Pathway, and your passion to see uh, those that are far from God walk with God is an encouragement, and it's inspiring. Thank you. While I'm bragging, while I continue to brag, I want to brag on uh, our kids for a little bit. Uh, Linda and I have three boys, uh, Jake, Tim, and Josh, and uh, the thing that I love most about my boys in these days are my three daughter-in-laws. This is Tim and Mackenzie. And she is, uh, the next picture here, you'll see her in a pumpkin patch because she swallowed a pumpkin. <laughs> no. 
That's my first granddaughter in there. And she was due yesterday. And uh, growing up in a house with three boys, it is so comforting to see little girl uh, stuff all over the house. It's, it's neat. Uh, this is uh, Josh and Mariah. Oh, and they're having a little girl too in January. And there she is, a smaller pumpkin, but nonetheless, there's one in there. And Jake and Tori. Many of you know them, uh, love, they love uh, Pathway and, and are so uh, committed and connected here. Um, love, their, love their heart and passion. Uh, you know what? Jake and Tori have completely, entirely embraced uh, the new challenge of being, being married. I, I, love, I love their excitement and enthusiasm. Both of them are kind of in the midst of new careers as well. And uh, being around them is infectious. We love our kids. Uh, people ask us, so now that the nest is empty, what do you, our nest is, our, our nest is fuller now than it's ever been, and, and it's growing, so we're, we're thrilled. Um, I also want to thank you, our, uh, our church family here at Path. We want to thank you for your prayers and for your support, uh, for your encouragement in these days. Um, thank you because I know that we're not alone. I know that as I look out, as I looked out, the first service and look out here. Many of you are with us in terms of dealing with struggles and difficulties and, and illnesses and sicknesses and, and stuff that really does sort of grind you right to a halt and, and call out and cry out and, and say, hey, what the heck is going on? Um, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Uh, as we, uh, at this point of our journey, uh, battle uh, cancer, um, as, as, Linda, as Linda and I find ourselves in the midst of that journey. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is tough. Uh, we're not sure what's worse, the, the cancer or the cure. And um, so I want to thank you for your, your prayers. I want to thank you for your support. They really do mean the world. Why don't we pray together? Spirit of God, I thank you that, that you fill this place. As we saw pictures, oh God, of this place being set up, this morning, with chairs and everything else. Lord, I I saw your presence fill this place too. And as you're here, would you move amongst us? Would you open up our hearts? Would you apply your word to our lives? In Jesus' name, amen. So on this Thanksgiving, uh, I share from you my heart uh, with this. I want to examine what it looks like to Cultivate a heart of gratitude. Cultivate a grateful heart. What does that look like? We'll look at that together. I love quotes. If you, you'd know me better if you knew. I love quotes. I find them inspiring and I find them encouraging. Here's a couple I've come across. Uh, William James said, The deepest craving of human nature is the need to be appreciated. Feeling gratitude... And not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Frederick Nietzsche said, The essence of all beautiful art is gratitude. Here's another one. Gratitude makes sense of the past. It brings peace for today. And it creates a vision for tomorrow. And lastly, thankfulness, gratitude, brings you and me to the place where the beloved 
lives. Mm. Love that. There's also something healthy about gratitude and thanksgiving and expressing it and extending it. There's been a tremendous amount of research uh, and studies done in the last you know, 10 to 15 years in this, this whole area of the, of the health benefits, if you can believe it, of, of gratitude and thanksgiving. Um, linked with, with, with having more energy, with, with getting better sleep, and with higher levels of well-being, if you, if you can believe it. Specifically, um, being grateful, extending gratitude, being thankful, can put the brakes on stress. Boy, do we, do we live in a world of stress. It can help put the brakes on stress. We all have this, this hormone called cortisol. It's called the stress hormone. It's, it's produced in the uh, adrenal gland. And it helps our bodies deal with stress. And we need it. If we have too much of it, it's not good. And if we don't have enough, it's, it's not good. In gratitude and thanksgiving, there's a connection between having healthy amounts of cortisol in our bodies. Number two, it, it helps us bond. Gratitude and thanksgiving helps us connect. How? The explanation in part is, is found in another Another hormone that you and I have. We got them when we were teenagers and we haven't lost them. We still have them. Oxytocin is something that you and I have. It's, it's known as the love hormone. It, it, helps, it helps to assist in how we bond and how we connect with one another. Healthy amounts of that need to be developed in our bodies. And gratefulness, thanksgiving, uh, it, it's said to be good for the heart, the blood-pumping muscle, and even the waistline. It's all fine and well for me. I mean, my heart only pumps it at 50% of what it's supposed to. Um, bless your heart. So this last chemo treatment knocked about 75% of Linda's heart out. So she's, she's operating at about 25%. We figure together we have enough strength in our hearts so that just one at a time we can blow each other's nose. So we're, we're working with that. Um, no, but grateful <laughs> gratitude, thanksgiving can actually help promote good heart, <laughs> heart health. Um, yeah, we definitely need to increase in, in this whole area. Um, yeah, gratitude works. Um, it, it, it can affect blood pressure. And uh, it, it not only does it sound like there's some, some great health benefits to being grateful and, and thankful, but um, as, we move, as we move on here, I, I think it's important also to maybe grapple with a definition or two. What am I talking about, essentially? We're talking about thanks, thanksgiving and gratitude and appreciation. Let's go to Merriam-Webster. Definition of thanksgiving is the act of giving thanks. It's an action. Something we do. And then uh, this kind of struck me as interesting, but it's right there in, in Webster's Dictionary, a prayer expressing gratitude. And then gratitude is the state of being grateful. And we use that word, you know, 
get into work, you know, in the morning and, you know, hey, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Pooh, you would not believe the state that my wife is in. <laughs> state, you know. Oh, you would not believe the state that I found my... We use that word a lot. We relate to that. Um, gratitude, a state. What does that look like? Well, it brings me to this, this question. The question comes out of an observation that I have made and something that I've, I've grappled with and, and wrestled with for a long time is this. How is it in life that essentially the same thing can happen to two people and one grow so sweet and the other grow so incredibly sour. How is that? I've been wrestling with I've been wrestling with that. Maybe as you sit there and when you heard that it's like ooh. You, you and I think of perhaps people in our lives or people we're connected with or associated with. It makes no difference whether it's a lost relationship or dreams that have been ripped away or sickness or illness or loss of job, missed opportunity, the birth of a child, a, a promise not kept, promotion at work. It's crazy. Whatever it is, some grow so sweet and some so sour. And I've had to ask myself, maybe it has to do with the heart. Not the blood pumping muscle, but the seat of the emotions. The place from with which we really live. What I love is, when it comes to a question like that, a big one. Big one for me. God doesn't remain silent. What I love about that is, is this. You know that God longs for you and I as we walk and run and crawl and sometimes even dragged along in this journey and path of life. He longs for you and I through the experiences of life to grow sweet and not sour. That's his heart for us. It's his heart for me. He doesn't remain silent. In fact, he even shares a recipe. Not for stuffing. But for how it is that you and I can experience what we experience in life. And continually, incrementally, consistently... Step after step, move towards sweetness instead of sourness. Mm. First Thessalonians. I wonder if this RV salesperson can find it. Oh, it's in the New Testament. Here it is right here. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Verses 16, 17, and 18. Be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, 
for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In a former life, I've had the privilege to serve as a pastor, and uh, the number one question that I always got uh, from folks is this. They wanted to know what God's will for their life is. How do I know? How do I discover what God's will is? If I just knew, if He would just tell me what His will is for me. That's a big one. God's will a big one? Yeah, top, top three things, right? Do you know that God's will for you and I, through the things that we experience in life, is to grow sweet, not sour. How we do it. With the time remaining, let's, uh, let's have a look at this. Rejoice always. Now, initially I see Paul, as you write this, inspired by, by Almighty God, you don't understand what I'm going through. Rejoice always. Ah! But here's the hope. Here's the hope. And let's not miss it. Christ enables you and me to rejoice, to be joyful, which isn't happy or sad about stuff going on. It's a place of confidence that God is in control. In the midst, now this is King James here, in the midst of the situations and circumstances that happen in life that suck. I think that, is that King James? No, it's not. Okay. (laughs) Is this being recorded? Can you even say that here? Okay. Well, we're going to be stretched to the next four weeks, so... Ah! Um, sorry about that. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's, just, that's just me keeping it real. Um, Christ enables you and me to rejoice. It's not based upon or a result or reflection of the circumstances that we're in the midst of. But it's a confidence in who God is and what He's doing. And what threatens that is my ferocious appetite to control. And I either rest, I have a choice. I have a choice to grow sweeter, sour, as I make a choice to believe and trust that God is in control, working out His will. Or, I find myself in a place where I'm trying to, to mobilize. We mobilize and struggle in difficulty, don't we? We try to mobilize and control the situation. Joyful. Pray continually. How do we do that? How do we pray? What does that look like? There's all kinds of, you know, know, jokes and sort of pithy sayings around what that really looks like to to pray continually. Um, I want to simplify it. Because I still haven't figured it out. Can, can I pray when I'm driving? Can I pray while I'm, you know, getting groceries? Can I, can I pray while I'm at work? Can I, you know, I got a really good friend who's built a prayer room in his house. And that, that's where he hangs out. But he's also, Ray would also say that while he spends time in his prayer room, he's, he's praying everywhere. <laughs> and I love that. Paul says pray continually. You, you want to grow sweet in life? Work away at praying, praying continually. 
And I liken it to this. You know when you hear a song in the morning and you kind of hum it all day long? You say, hey, what are you, what are you singing? What are you humming? That sounds good. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, I heard a song this morning. That's what it means to pray continually. You hear something from God and you just keep, you keep that tongue going, uttering that conversation. You keep the conversation open. I love quotes. I came across this. A follower of Christ should never be in a place where they could not pray. It's in prayer that the sweetness of God poured into our lives. I believe that. And then, wow, this is huge. In everything, give thanks. Now, this is crazy stuff. When I think of the week that we've been through, uh, when I think of and in, like a day four, a day four, Linda spent about five days in the hospital in the last week and a half. Day four, I remember walking out of the hospital to my car, going home for the night and thinking, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how many days I can continue to do this, going to visit my wife. It's like she's, like she's in jail, you know, kissing my wife, you know, goodnight and goodbye, and I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And um, I wasn't thankful for that. Like, <laughs> You'll never believe what I'm doing. Yeah? <laughs> this could go on for weeks. This is great. No, it's not. I uh, wasn't thankful for that little exercise. But the word doesn't say that. Paul says, You want to grow sweet? You don't have to be, you're not thankful necessarily for everything, but you're thankful in everything. It's, it's a little subtle, isn't it? But, but it's the difference between, I believe, between growing sweet and growing sour. Because I can make a choice for being thankful for something or not. But when I'm thankful in something, that's right back to this whole idea that I have a confidence that God is what? In control. Came across this in my preparation. All too often, our minds dwell on problems not resolved, opportunities missed, relationships lost, promises not kept, faded dreams, fears of an uncertain future, regrets and longings. While life does bring its share of challenges and disappointments, it also brings us great joys. Problems solved, opportunities seized, relationships built, promises kept, dreams fulfilled, hopes that reassure our fear, blessing upon blessing. An attitude of gratitude provides a lifeline to carry us through the darkest moments and uncertainties of life. And it reaches into the depths of our souls with awareness of God's faithful provision for us. The same spirit of thankfulness causes our hearts to overflow with joy. Spurgeon a great preacher and man of the word uh, from yesteryear said this, when joy and prayer are married, their first child is gratitude. <laughs> that's, that's something. 
I need to spend some time with that. I mean, that's something I need to read over and over. Um, did you see this? You can answer. There you go. Huh. Thought everybody had gone home. Um, this is a gratitude jar. This for me, this is my lifeline. This is what stands in the middle of, in, in the balance of growing sweet or sour. Tell you how it works. Grab one huge mason jar that used to have Strub's pickles in them. Talk about sour. In 2016, when Linda was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, she has this tattoo on her, on her arm. Where, is it on your arm, honey? It's on your arm. Okay, we don't have to get into the. Uh, it's on her arm. <clears throat> your wife's got tattoos. You sell RVs. How in the world did you get? <clears throat> Anyways, um, that's just what I was thinking. You were thinking it too. Uh, butterfly, the ovarian thing. So this was on her arm. Uh, I struggle with technology, so I photocopied <laughs> the tattoo that's on her arm and put it on this piece of paper and wrote on here, the gratitude jar. Yeah, the gratitude jar. 2016. First of all, I don't know where the time's gone. But you know what we did in the midst of some real challenging and difficult times? When stuff, when stuff was given to us, or you know, people brought stuff, or we got phone calls, or um, here's something crazy. Uh, somebody came by with a magic bullet. You know, making it. And <clears throat> as crazy as that was, um, that was like, every, it sits on our counter, right? And you use it all the time. But that's a reminder of the blessing and the provision of God. I shared in the first service, I'll share it here, that um, uh, somebody showed up one day, we were going back and forth to Barry uh, for treatments, uh, and they had a huge box of like eight jugs of windshield washer fluid in a gas cart, and like initially I'm like, so good to see you, uh, what's going on? <clears throat> this ended up in a piece of paper in the jar, but the gentleman said, hey listen, you know what, uh, there's nothing I wouldn't do uh, you know, for you, but I just feel so helpless, like I don't know what to do, uh, so I figured when you're going back and forth to Barry, you probably need windshield washer and a gas card. And, uh, oh my gosh. That was, you know, we hugged and cried. And, and the, re- the reality is, is that so practical, right? Uh, such an incredible expression of the love of God. And, 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 and I didn't, we didn't love. <laughs> we didn't like. Uh, we weren't thankful for what we were going through at the time. But we found ourselves grateful in. And those are exempt. Uh, these pieces of paper also have a life. And when things, as they get tough in your life, when things get tough, we pull these things out and we read what really is the provision of God and how God has sustained us in the midst of stuff that is like, oh, this is crazy. Turn the heat down. Stop the ride. I want to get off. And uh, this is helping us to grow in a direction of sweet 
as opposed to sour. And uh, my challenge to you today is, whether it's a great big jar that used to, used to be a home for Strub's pickles or whatever it is, um, how I, my prayer for you and my prayer for me is that we would find a way to, to cultivate a grateful heart, to be, uh, to, to be the voice of the love of God in the lives of others around us. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.